Hi, and welcome to Living at the 45. I'm your host, Jack Brody. And today I'm with a very good longtime friend uh, and a phenomenal coach. I mean, the 10 and under king of the USTA, really, uh, for quite a long while. Todd Disley. Todd, say hello to whoever's hello. listening. I'm so happy to be here, Jack. Uh, looking forward to having a good time here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, for starters, why don't you, you know, I mean, there's so many places we could start. I mean, we could talk about USTA and the 10 and unders and, you know, kind of what you're doing in the Bay Area. now. you've got like four locations. Right. And uh, you're really dominating a lot of the tennis in that, uh, you know, Google, Apple area, that that Silicon Valley. And um, I I guess tennis must be booming up there. So, you know, wherever, you know, wherever you want to start, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, for me, I uh, just kind of you know, started my, my, you know, as a tennis player, I was a tennis player and played um, division one tennis, um, but I was never going to be a, be a pro. Uh, obviously it was just, you know, physically limited and didn't have, uh, you know, enough of what it takes to, to make it. I, I knew that right away. Um, and so I started teaching. Um, but you hit a good ball. You and I hit once before, a couple of times before. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's good. I'm, uh, I'm in pretty, pretty poor shape, but, uh, you know, I, I I'm going to get back in the, in the fifties here. I think pretty soon. But. You'll be proud of me, Todd. I just was on Amazon looking up leather jump ropes. Yeah. Nice. The old yeah. man's got, I saw someone doing doubles today on Facebook somewhere. She was doing doubles and she got to 37 and I thought, well, my prime, my record was, 78 double or 72 or 78. I can't remember anymore. Doubles. So I wondered if I could still do 10. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. We're all always getting back in shape, aren't we? It's always our comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So, go um, ahead. but, but yeah, no. So I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I knew I didn't want to uh, do an office job. I like people being outside. I found that I really was a good teacher and I liked, uh, I liked doing that, but I, I stumbled upon a couple of things uh, early on in my career. And, um, you know, one of them, you mentioned that the 10 and under stuff, it's really not 10 and under, it's just, it's just entry level. So, you know, having the right, uh, the balls that are slower and bounce lower and having a smaller court and a smaller racket just makes it so much easier to play. So, whereas before, and I saw it right away, whereas before, you know, you take, it take people, you know, dozens of private lessons before they could hit a ball and then they could hit a ball, but they couldn't rally. So there's really kind of two things working here. We got the, the, the smaller court, we've got the smaller racket, we've got the slower ball, which makes it a, a really, really easy. Um, I mean, think about pickleball. I mean, why is pickleball taken off so much? It's because it's a smaller court, a smaller, uh, sm- smaller racket and a, a slower ball. So the entry is, is, is much easier. So I always claim that I can get someone to rally the ball, anyone off the streets in less than three minutes. And it's really simple. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a whole different progression, you know, whereas most coaches, and, and this is why I really have trouble with traditional teaching models is, you know, that's turn sideways, rack it back. They drop the ball in front of you. You hit the shot, you go to the end of the line, you wait in line, and then you come up again and hit. It's just, and you might wait years to have a real rally. Well, you can't even rally. I mean, you can hit the ball when the coach puts it right there. So, 
you know, now when you use a smaller court and slower balls, and then it's, it's, it's more than that. And that's one thing I wanted to communicate with you today. You know, I see people, I travel around the country and, uh, do some, you know, uh, coach developers and things like that. And I, and then I see them out in my local area too. They've got the equipment, but they're still, you know, so they're using the red balls, the orange balls, green, but they're still teaching turn sideways, rack it back, go to the end of the Is line. Is it really Same still old. that bad? I it's, mean, it's bad, people... you know, they're playing, they're playing tennis, baseball. And it's like, all we need to do is teach how to rally. And once people can rally, that's the fun. And so, so, you know, by doing, two, you know, two touches and having a short area with the, the softer ball, you get people to rally in seconds. So that that's really been my secret sauce for the last. That is really years. amazing. So even the court is smaller. I didn't know that. Yeah. What yeah. Do you I mean, do? bring a little net or do you just paste sure. lines on the court? Well, you don't, you don't need anything. I mean, you just start, you know, anything in terms of um, progressions, you know, things are much easier when you're closer together. You know, you and I could, could, could toss a ball back. Is it like throwing a ball? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you know, when you're, when you're close together, it's much easier as you get further and further away, it gets, you know, magnitudes more difficult. If you start on a full size court with a really fast ball, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to play tennis, but if you're on a, you know, four, you know, four foot court, you know, uh, with a, a slower ball and you're just, you know, bumping it back and forth and you're getting your confidence, you're getting touches on the ball, you know, anyone can rally. And, and so it's, Wow, it's a lot of fun. you know, that's really interesting because when I think back, you know, and, I'm, you know, I'm older than you and, and I knew you when you were a really young man and I was yep. not that terribly old. Uh, <laughs> you know, I am, um, I always, I never use the red, orange, green balls, but, but that's because they really weren't as available or as wide known but I never believed in the little rackets because mm -hmm. I always thought, well, because I never thought in terms of what you're doing with miniature. I always thought, well, how do you have any fun? I can't even hit the ball over with a little racket. There's no leverage. Right. So what I always thought was the best was to do sort of what Agassiz's dad did to him, which was take the racket to his hand. So I like my kids having that satisfaction of being, you know, this tall but being able to take a big racket, like a big bat, and just yes. get it around. Plus, it also gave them that figure eight, yes. you know, that I talk about. So yes. I, I just, but the philosophy you use is, is completely down a different track. It's, well, it's just I, down a different, you're, you're saying yeah. that the most important part about tennis, which I agree with, is keeping the ball in play. That's the most it's important. It's and, the, and the it's most controlled. fun in tennis is rallying. I mean, it's that's the most right. fun part. And, and so it starts with a, a really well done self rally. So, uh, you know, I'll see coaches all the time. They, they do ups, right. Bounce the ball up on the strings. You see them doing that with the kids, but you got to do it right. You got to get it. eye high up here, you know, where they're touching. And I use your figure eight on a self rally bounce, touch, bounce, touch, bounce, touch. Oh, and you then, have them go both sides right away. Oh, everything, everything is forehand and backhand. That's, everything is figure eight. Everything wow, is, is a continental grip, you know? So, so, you know, to, to your point about, you know, there, there's room for everything, right? I mean, uh, what I'm saying is, hey, we're, we're going to start out with something that you can control and get confidence. The shorter racket, um, even for adults and beginners, makes it more manageable. They can control it. They can go, they can rally it by themselves. And then what we would do, Jack, is I touch forehand, backhand, then you touch forehand, backhand. Then I touch forehand, backhand, then you touch. Then we take a step back. And, and before you know it, 
we're having this figure eight, you know, rally. Are you uh, kidding me? Wow, no, it's, 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 it's under three minutes. You can take anyone off the street and take them through these, these easy progressions and they can rally. Now, wait a minute. Do you give them a continental grip? And oh yeah. hundred percent. So you start, right away. With, you start with a continental grip. That's, that's the baseline. Once you master the continental grip and the self rally, then you go to the partner rally. Uh, it's not, you know, for all, the, the only other grip I start to introduce, and I start them with the continental grip because, you know, with the continental grip, you can do forehand, backhand, half volley, volleys, and most importantly, you got the right grip for the serve. Right, of course, okay? of course. So what happens in a traditional tennis lesson, they give you that forehand grip, and then you get the player that's got the forehand, and then they turn it over the wrong way for the backhand, and then they get the, the you know, the pop serve, the terrible serve. So we get them right, right away, dialed in right here, so that they're ready with their serve grip. And then once they have that master, then we just give them a forehand grip, and they're off and running. And then I'll start to get into that longer racket because I, I do think what you're saying is is true. You know, get that the whole body flow. But first, no, we no, get but wait a minute. But this is a whole different way of looking at it. Yeah. And I can see why it would work so well, especially. Even especially once a kid's strong enough to hold the rack. I'm thinking, of course, you know, with my kids, it was always serious tennis parents, right? You know, at, right. and the kids were four or five years old. That was to me, that was real 10 and unders. Right. Uh, it was more like six and under. But I was wondering if they could do it. Could they, could a sit, five year old hold the continental grip and, you know, obviously you'd have to have do forehands first, backhands first. And then I'm guessing that's the way you do it and then connect the two. Right, right, right. So we do, uh, so we do a progression. It's toss, bounce, and trap it to the strings. So they have to, you know, learn how to do a, a beautiful serve toss. So we start day one. It's, it's learning how to do a ball toss. Really, is, from day oh, one. Yeah. yeah, because they have to learn how to toss it to their partner. So you know, that's a that's a progression to two. Is is we're going to toss the ball back and forth and, and learn how to move and hit cross courts. And I mean, it's it's a real science. I mean, uh, you know, people I was going to say, say oh, you didn't learn any of this stuff from me. So where did you learn it, or did you really just come up yeah. with it? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't come up with it. Um, you know, uh, I got hooked in really early with a guy named um, Kirk Anderson, and he is—he's really the Pied Piper. He's, uh, yeah, he—he—he he, he really brought me into this coach developer group. You know, years and years ago, and brought in all these these great minds from all over the world. And he was the guy that got, um, you know, the 3660, the quick start, really started changing it. But it was, you know, it's a real science on on these the, the equipment and then the progressions. And I can't stress uh, enough about the progressions because, uh, you know, I, I, it, the, the, the balls are ubiquitous now. Everyone's doing it. But they're not, that doesn't, that doesn't do it. If you're still teaching turn sideways, racket back, stand in a line, you don't understand the importance of a partner rally. I don't, Jack, I don't feed tennis balls hardly ever. Really? Like in a lesson, I'm not on a basket feeding balls, you know, you know, run, you know. I'm there, glad to hear that because I never was much of a feeder either. I there, There's a time and place for that, but we have everything's partner. So right away. You and little Johnny are our partner. You're, you're playing, you're playing with someone right away. Uh, so, yeah, so I got in with, uh, I got in with that group, um, Butch Staples, um, uh, you know, a few other people and Davis, uh, a lot of people at the USTA, you know, USTA uh -huh. gets a lot of bashing sometimes, but, but these guys back in the day were really uh, you know, bringing in minds from all over the country. Mike Barrel, you've probably heard of Mike Barrel. Uh -huh. He's uh -huh. another guy that took the art of the beginner to a whole new level. 
where it's really high to me it's really um you know people you know very technical and tactical it's not just bouncing the ball it's very i mean we do things with the kids cross court down the line drills with six-year-olds it might be on the ground really? it might be on really? the ground at first uh, or then two touching but they're definitely getting the idea of oh, i'm going to move them over there i'm going to go open up the forehand go to the backhand i have to ask you it sounds like it would somehow in a, in a backdoor kind of way promote what we do as well i mean you and i with with the you know the, the hip rotation and everything it sounds like the drills that they're doing absolutely sort of getting them lined up properly at a young age do they enhance it or, or do you feel oh, like after they go through this they still just poke the ball and you need to give them more of, of the stroke nuance no i mean no 100 i mean so so there was two two big factors in my life early you know in the teaching world was was one was was um um the help from the USDA. And then the other was you and, you know, getting, getting the, you know, the balance of both sides of the body and, uh, uh, you know, getting bilateral coordination. So vertical, horizontal. Yeah. You know, right. so, so we're really getting like, when I describe that, you know, you, you see your figure eight right there when I'm doing my self rally. So from day one, they're connecting the figure eight as the forehand. So, so yeah, I get that criticism. When you use this stuff, they're just going to poke the ball and this and that. Um, but what we're doing, we're, we're finding really good contact points. And as they get bigger, you know, the stroke gets gets longer as it as it needs to be. It doesn't need to be very big stroke when I'm only hitting, you know, two feet away from well, What I'm thinking is when you have a little racket, you have a six-year-old, I'm, I'm picturing yeah. it, yeah. and they're doing cross-court down the line. Yeah. My first thought is, well, because I've done that drill from the baseline, you know, when right. I was right. a little younger, right. and I had the wheels and the lungs. But as a short quarter, it's still the same. You would have to, 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 to deflect a down the line ball coming at you to make it go cross court, right? To change the direction. You'd pretty much have to be at the 45. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much the down the line, but definitely when you're the guy going cross court, you would have to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what my first thought was. It sounds like these drills just go really well for developing. Uh, I'm impressed. So no wonder you were, so you were the head honcho for a while, right? Of the tens, the president or something big time like that. Uh, no, that's when I, mean, I was I, avoiding everything, you know, back. Yeah, back no, no. I mean, I, I really, um, you know, I did a lot of workshops and train, you know, I do a lot of uh, coach development, training trainers, training coaches, and then, you know, learning how to, to train. Um, you know, there's, there's just so much more to coaching. A lot of coaches just grew up and they, and they coached the way that they were coached. You know, if their coach was a, uh, you know, a baseliner, then they coach baseline. If they were, you know, technically used an Eastern grip, then, you know, but, you know, you and I are learners, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I want to learn. I want to know, know why I want to pick it apart. And so, and I want to get to the roots. Um, so I'm just always, you know, trying, trying to learn, you know, from, from whatever, whatever I can. So, um, you know, I, I just, I just, I just took, uh, examples from other people. Um, when I started getting the tenor, then I immediately saw the need for the adults because we do a ton of adults. And I mean, that you was- use the little rackets with them too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Oh, it's insane. You, you'll take, you'll take, um, you know- That's uh, incredible. Someone with very little athleticism. And again, you know, within three minutes, I have them bumping it forehand, bumping it backhand, 
with a partner and then over the net. And, and in three minutes, they're playing tennis, laughing and moving. And it's three minutes. Well, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense because lately, you know, you know, I moved from SoCal. Yeah. And I'm living in Colorado. And, you know, believe it or not, it's it's ridiculous. Um, a couple of days ago, it was uh, Thursday. It was 87 degrees. Yeah. 85, 87. And yesterday, Friday and today, it's just nonstop snowing. Oh, neat. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it. We're middle of May and there's literally eight inches of snow on the ground. Eight wow. inches. That's so cool. I find myself these days um, not playing nearly as much, right? I mean, I'm doing this internet stuff. Yeah. Right. All the time. I, 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 when I, and when I play, I video a lot. So I'm not even just playing like I used to five, six, seven hours a day. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing my little drills, you know, the clacker drill with the two rackets. And, you know, it's still just playing tennis and, and playing with a racket and strings yeah. and a tennis yeah. ball. So yeah. I can feel you. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just any kind of just hitting a ball with some control mm-hmm. is a really great thing. So I can see why the adult. I never, ever, ever considered it. Yeah, the, the adult has been, the adults is the biggest, <clears throat> I mean, the, the juniors is great, but the adults is amazing. So for beginner adults, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're changing the world. I mean, we're growing the game. I mean, that, that I mean, I, 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 you talked about, oh, you're the top of this, you know, I, so I did get some awards and, you know, growing the game just because it's fun and it's easy, you know, what's your secret sauce? Making tennis fun and easy. That's the trick. Um, you know, not standing them in the line and feeding balls and going over all this technical stuff. When we do go over technical stuff, my first fundamental is we call it the hammer grip because uh, it's just easier for them to visualize hammer. That's our first fundamental. Continental you know, grip. Get that grip down. And then, you know, and then it's getting on our surfboard stance and getting the contact up by your eyes. And yeah, once, contact. Contact. Once you, can do, once you can do that, you're off and running. You learn those just couple fundamentals. And, and then, then by using a shorter court, and a slower ball, anybody can play tennis. And what I see from that, of course, you know me. Right. What I see is by having contact right in front yep. of your eyes, yep. you're ready to make sure that when you make contact, the ball is in front of your eyes when Absolutely. you're lined up, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. But, but I, 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 that's brilliant. I, um, have you got this all? You know, that's it. Have you got all this stuff written down? Because... Yeah. I mean, we should be talking about how to get this in front of more people. I mean, really, yeah. truly. Uh, yeah. And also, I'd like to get it on my site because this is something I think growing, growing the game. People want to yeah. want to see, you know, why are we losing courts? Why are we losing right. pickleball? And it's because of what you say. You're not having fun right away. Yeah. And, and they co- coach will even tell you, well, you know, if you really want to have fun. You got to be a good player. And that takes a million balls. Right. Well, that's enough to throw a lot of people off. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. So, of course, my questions are, is it all yeah. just you, and, you know, King Arthur all in your head? No. Or is it no, all no, no. down somewhere? No, no. So, I mean, there's, 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 you know, like I said, I'm, I'm one of, one of, you know, dozens of coaches that are, that are really into this and I, and I'm always learning, but I have taken it to a new level. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I've infused everything with my living at the 45 and contrary motion and, and all the Jack Brody uh, influences in there as well. But I've, uh, and that's one thing I'm doing is I've really turned internally to my company. So We've got, um, you know, four. It must be an amazing program if you've got all that in there. 
it's hard, you know, because you get, you know, you get people in and it, it's a, it's a process, you know, so, so we do in, in our company, we do monthly all hands meetings. So two days we'll go through developing our coaches, you know, um, and it's, you know, it's as much the progressions and, and, and the activities that we use, but it's also the other thing I've learned recently, um, thanks to, uh, uh, some uh, thanks to the coach development program at the USTA as well is it's not just uh, what to coach, you know, the, you know, the contact points and the grips, but it's, it's how to coach. Like, how do you explain things briefly, make sure that people understand you. How do you demonstrate things uh, succinctly and uh, by showing them and then having them understand it so that your message is communicating. So that's a huge part of this puzzle too. So I spent a lot of time working on my coaches, how to do a proper demonstration. I mean, how many times do you see someone, uh, you know, at the tennis courts, okay, we're going to do this. So when you get a short ball, you come to the net, you get the volley, you drop it short, it goes over your head, you go back, you do this. All right, everybody ready, go. And everyone's looking around going, what the heck did this guy just say? And they're like, well, do you know? Oh, I think it's if you hit two. I mean, you see it all the time. And, and you do. You, you got to be able to, as a coach, as a coach, you have to be able to communicate, uh, effectively communicate what you want to communicate and have them understand it. Uh, you know, so coaches are always just pushing information to people, but you've got to pull it. You've got to say, well, well, why are we doing this? How does that affect you when you do that? Why do you want to do that? What do you think? Because that's how we learn. We don't learn. If I tell you, Jack, hey, I want you to hit the ball at the 45, I can tell you that six gazillion times. But until you say, no, I want to hit no. it at the 45 because that's the perfect place for no, me. No, no, you're right. It's, real, it's brilliant. I actually just finished a book about six months ago called It's okay, uh, Don't Be Afraid to Ask. I think that's what it was called by Trey Gowdy. It was a great book. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a brilliant book. And I, and I think it was called Don't Be Afraid to Ask. Okay. And it was all about what you're talking about. And so I found myself in the last, you know, six months, since I read this book, I, I started applying it. Instead of telling people everything, yeah. I have, figure out a way to ask them. Yeah. And, and so that's brilliant. No, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just amazed. So so it's more than just the drills themselves. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's how you convey them. It's how you get the player to understand and learn rather than yep. here's what I'm teaching today. Yep. 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 You know, you really got to be um, athlete centered and, you know, asking questions and follow up questions uh, so that they're the ones driving it. It feels very bizarre. I have to admit. I mean, it's like, you're going from, you know, I have all this information. I'm the tennis coach. I, they, they don't know why they need to approach and volley and why you want to, you know, you know, hit the volley at this point. I, I know this. So you want to give it to them, but you can demonstrate it. And then by the art of asking questions, you can get them to understand, oh yeah, you know, if I hit a deep ball, you know, this is a student talk. If I hit a deep ball, then I can expect a short ball. And when I get a short ball as an opportunity, you know, you get them coming up with it. And that's where true learning happens. You know, they, they learn. So one of my goals as a, you know, uh, training my staff, I tell them all the time, what was your learning objective for this lesson? One thing, one thing. I wanted everyone to understand how to, uh, you know, uh, shape an arcing ball uh, I wanted them to technically be able to shape an art ball and why that was so important. So when someone leaves the lesson and said, what'd you learn today? And they go, ah, I don't know. 
you know, they'd say, oh, I learned how to, how to get it, you know, to shape that ball and how that, you know, created problems and get, gave, gave me more depth. And then it, it gave me, you know, you get them to actually take ownership of it. And it's, right. a, it's a way better relationship and students get better faster. And uh, uh, quite frankly, when you coach this way, it, it does feel foreign because we're used to just push, 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 push. And now you're pulling and you're just kind of like, a, uh, you're, 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 you're a teacher, you know, you're really pulling the information. You're getting people to actually learn. So when they walk away, they tell you what the learning objective is. So that's, that's the ultimate test. If a coach ends a lesson and I say, well, you guys have a good time today. I said, what did you learn from the coach? And if they can all tell, if, if they, if they all say, oh yeah, then they don't know. Well, the coach wasn't effective, but if they all say, well, I learned how to, you know, a split step and that gave me better rhythm and timing. Well, then that, that was the learning objective. So, um, you know, that's an act, you know, so I'll, I'll walk around my coach's courts and, and, you know, just hobnob and, oh, what'd you guys learn today? And you can tell when the coaches are on point because their students all will say, oh, I learned how to really get good balance today. And I know that when I have balance, I have better control and I have better power. It's like, wow, yeah, you learned something. Great job, coach. But, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's you not, know what, what, you and, and that's you not what? what you see all and the time. Yeah. to have it pinpointed like that. Yeah. I think when I look back, I'm like, boy, I could have used some of this stuff, really. Oh, yeah, but when I think close. back, I go, you know, I'm thinking of some of my best um, progress. Uh, and they weren't always lessons. Sometimes it was a clinic. And I go, hey, everyone today, all I want you to think about on your forehand, I didn't even talk about the backhand, is is see if you can get weight in your back foot to contact. So throw your back foot back so you're lined up at the 45. That's all we're going to do. And I only did it several times, but with different players. And every time the success rate was, a, it was a great clinic. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, I'm playing the best of my life. You know, just getting or, or saying, okay, today, keep your hips continuous. Don't stop. Make right. sure whether you're in a ready position or hitting a right. ball, you're always in your figure eight the whole day, right. stuff like that. And right. uh, you know that, Yeah. I, I just, for me, it was, I guess a crapshoot, but it sounds like you've taken it to a science now. Well, that, that's, that's really key. I mean, I mean, really having one objective because um, you know, again, you know, what happens in coaching is we get so excited with all the information that we have, we over communicate and you know, it's, 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 you know, turn sideways and, and get it out in front. And, you know, don't forget when it's low to slice it or, you know, come to the net on a short. It's like, holy crap. Like, how are you going to learn when there's 50 different objectives in the lesson? But if you have, you know, keep the hips continuous and you weave that through your whole clinic, uh, then people can get it. Um, so that's, that's what we're trying to do is, uh, is build better lessons and have, you know, higher quality lessons and, and better players. And all your pros are on board. All the guys you hire, you're a director, basically, of four different clubs. Yeah. And yeah. tennis facilities. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. In, the, uh, in the Bay Area, like I yeah. said, Silicon Valley. So yeah. you have meetings with them once a month, and yeah. everyone's on the same page. Now, yeah. do any of them think it's too rigid and too strict? Like, hey, right. nobody else has to do this. Why am I doing this? Or right. are they all on board? Or do you just... You give them, yeah. you, know, you give them a ticket to ride and say, yeah, know. no, no. Good question. I mean, it's taken a long time. Um, so we started with just, you know, just me and a, in a, in a court and a few students and, and it's grown over the years. Um, and one thing that we always 
tell our coaches and, and potential new coaches, it's like, we want all your ideas. Like, so we're building the database. So we take everybody's um, information, everyone's activities, everyone's games, everyone's technical stuff. Um, if, and, and we and incorporate it into the system. Um, but what I've found is, you know, we, we've had outliers, I guess, that didn't want to do it, but, um, you know, we're, we're trying to build a company, a brand that has a consistency to it. So if you're in our operation in San Mateo or Mountain View or Las Gatas or, or Campbell, and you go to a rally one or an adult one class, you're getting the same fundamentals. So it's consistent. I mean, you go to I get, get McDonald's get in Tokyo or here, you get the same thing. It's for me, it's the only way we're going to survive. Otherwise, my business is just going to be like this. I get a good pro, he's gone. You know, in, in the business of pros are so transitory, you know, they're always, always moving. Um, but we have to have a we have to have a base. So we've been building this curriculum and um and getting everybody on board. Um, so you 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 do have to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, but I think that most people's eyes kind of, I mean, even you, I mean, you're a legendary coach. You're going like, whoa, that's some concept that I hadn't thought of. And yeah, that makes sense. So I think when it's it's laid out and um, consistent, uh, people can get behind it um, and, and uh, it's working so far so good. I, I love it. And, and, you know, and I can't help but think I do a lot of these podcasts lately, you know that, and, and with a lot of bright people, everyone's so bright. And yeah. I, work, I do some with Dave Smith, and I do some with Andy Dowsett. Yeah. One guy does a yeah. System 9 over in London. Yeah. The other guy, yeah. Dave, he's a big high school guy. But both of them, I think, are veering towards what you're doing. But, yeah. I mean, you're right. More collaboration, the better. Yeah. Because I know Andy does a great job of with very specific, and he travels all over Europe with this yep. red dot yep. system nine. And then Dave, he's a high school guy, so a little, yep. but he, he has 40, 50, 60 people on his team and he refuses to cut anyone, which I think is a great, yep. it's, the, it's the only way to fly, right. really. Right. Yep. And so, you know, and, and he makes sure that everyone, they do it different ways though now. Dave will do it with, you know, thousands of tennis balls. But you do it in a whole different, you do it a little more, you're sort of into your own thing. Because Andy, I don't know exactly what he does, but yeah. he does maybe a little of the old school training, but with the balls. But he has some new drills from what I can see. But yours is really, uh, I think, transcend. It, it probably goes to both of those. I, I think they can yeah. both stand from it. That's why I'm saying, you know, collaboration is the key. Yeah. No, because I mean, we got, we've got great, you know, I've got... Uh, I got a coach from France and he's, uh, he's our director of high performance in Mountain View. And I mean, the guys, you know, he's got the spirit, he's got the energy. He's, he, I mean, he, he's totally into it. And he's a guy that, you know, you would think maybe the message wouldn't get through to him and he'd be like, nah, but you know, he, we listen to him. He listens to us. And, and, and now, I mean, we're, we're a team and he, and I see him out there now. It's really gratifying. I was uh, showing where, um, you know, interviewing coaches, uh, you know, trying to get some, uh, some new, new coaches in there. And we're walking by and we're walked by uh, coach Robbins court. And there he is giving an awesome explanation an awesome demonstration, even at his level, you know, he's learned how to communicate better and he can see what, wow, this is really helping me become a better speaker, a better communicator, a, a master educator. So I think it's, it's beyond just the X's and O's of tennis and the technique. It's, it's, 
you know, how to communicate effectively, efficiently, and, and, and really pounding home that message. Your pros are, are blessed, in my opinion. <laughs> they are. In my opinion, not yeah. only are they making a good living and getting on the court all day, which is what a young pro wants to do, they're also uh, getting life skills that you would have to take a course in, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you go to Xerox or IBM, you know, they, they condition you, you know, in the first, you know, four to six months, you take these courses on how to deal with people and all this stuff. Right. But your pros not only are getting that, they're getting a tennis education, they're getting education in how to communicate better, um, which, you know, begs me to ask, you know, you're looking for some pros. Hey, uh, it sounds to me, it sounds like an amazing opportunity for any one of you uh, viewers out there. You want to go to the San Francisco area for a summer or a year or, or, or spend some time or move there. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how it would yeah. behoove you to contact this man right here because yeah. that's all I can think of while you're speaking. It's like yeah. I knew anyone who's looking to improve in yeah. their tennis teaching and live in a killer place. Yeah. Um, that would be the way to go. The hardest part up there would be to, you know, get a place, you, you know, find a place to live and then afford the gas money or get right. a bicycle. You know, that's right. that's right. about it is the times. But Absolutely. the opportunity is certainly there. I mean, that's no I thanks, mean, Jack. No, for gold, sure. It seems like a golden opportunity. Yeah, no, and, and tennis is booming. I mean, we have it sounds bad, but I mean the pandemic has, you know, had people, you know, outdoor sports. That's what I hear. You know, and then and there's also a lot of negative press with concussions and football, and you know, tennis is really getting uh, it, it's becoming a really popular sport. So, uh, you know, all the facilities in the Bay Area are just, you know, full. Of, Is of that tennis. right? Really? It's a, it's a real boom out here in, in the Bay Area. Um, so there's plenty of work, you know, we, I appreciate you plugging, you know, getting, getting a matter. Um, yeah, because that, that's, that's really what, what I do is I am trying to help coaches become the best that they can be so that our business is the best that it can be. So that tennis is the best that it can be, you know, I mean, really just, you know, we, we, we pay our coaches. Uh, this is someone told me you pay them. I said, yeah, we pay them for, tra- we, we pay them when they're getting trained. It's, it's that important. You know, wow. a lot of, it's like, Hey, you're, you're working right now. Like, let's get into it. We're collaborating, we're working, but we, we view the coach education as is the most important. They're my most important customer is my coaches. You know, how do I make them better? How do I make them enjoy their job? How do I, make it that they're developing their career because that's how I'm going to get, you know, people that are happy, that are being happy out there with the customer that enjoy their job and love what they do. So, um, yeah, I do. That's icing on the cake. That's icing on the cake. You So that you give them these clinics once a month where you discuss things for what, a couple of hours, I take it. Yeah, we do uh, three hours uh, Mm -hmm. Monday and three hours Tuesday. And it's all, it's all, um, experiential learning. I mean, and they get paid for it and they get paid for it. Yeah. No, it's, it's not me talking the whole time. It's, it's Jack and me and another person working on a lesson plan and then presenting it. And then we're giving feedback. What went well, what would you do differently? If you do differently, um, what were, you know, some of the pitfalls you want to avoid. And, and then we get feedback from everybody. So we're, we're, we're teaching peer to peer. Uh, yeah. Once a month, um, two days in a row, we do a six hour workshop. Well, let me ask you, would you, I mean, as long as we're, as long as I'm plugging you, 
Yeah, um, right. Would, would you take people? I know it's going to be booming even more in the summer than the rest of the Oh, yeah, summer, for sure. Because the summer, you know, the, the yeah. weather is so perfect in the Palo Alto yeah. area. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've, I've spent summers there playing tournaments and whatnot. Yeah. Um, would you even want people to come in for just three months, let's say? I mean, because to me, yeah. I'm looking at these guys, you know, watching this podcast going, right. well, if, A, if you want a vacation or you want to go to the West right. Coast, you can't yeah. afford you can't afford not to do this. Yeah. It seems like it's such a golden opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is a great opportunity. And um, yeah, I welcome welcome anyone. I mean, we're, even part timers, even part time. We have all sorts of different people, full time people, part time people, retired people, um, young people. Is the summer is the summer even bigger than the rest of the year? Is it just packed all year long? Um you know, um, fall is, fall, everything's, right now it's it's crazy, Jack. I mean, okay. there's, everyone's playing tennis. Everyone wants to play tennis. Everyone wants to get the kids into tennis. Um, so tennis is is really big. Um, so, well, yeah. That's great. Listen, um, I've taken more than enough time of yours today. My God, no yeah. wonder. I mean, you know, I, you and I chat over the year and yeah. uh, over the years and and I am always busy, but you always seem crazy busy. So I think I see why now you have all these instructors and that's just half your job. And then you've got all the students, right. you know, spoken off of the instructors. And, and I'm guessing you're in touch with just about everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I, I love it, Jack. And I appreciate being with you and all your uh, wisdom and support of the years. I'm really happy that you're, you're taking off. I mean, you're real, uh, gem in the industry and, and uh well thank you even at the 45 figure eight i mean these are just concepts that are beyond tennis and um you know that uh, you know definitely everyone needs to understand what those are and, and how to communicate that as well so i appreciate you doing what you're doing I, I see you're getting all the the stuff on social media these podcasts the videos those are cool like video lessons you're doing now yeah, that's real neat stuff. So thanks for uh, innovating all that you do and um, thanks me all these years. Appreciate that. Thanks. Well, uh, you know, I'll be hitting you up here soon to do. I know we've talked about it years ago, but we really should do a collaboration because I think what you have is just pretty, uh, pretty special. I don't even know if you need to collaborate. It sounds like you've just yeah. got it. Oh, stop. No, I mean, I use your, I use your, in, I use your incline boards. I use the Brody board. Oh yeah. Uh, all those boards Good. all the time with, with little kids. And I mean, all that stuff helps. So yeah, it's all in our curriculum. We've got all your terms in there and uh, coil and uncoil everything. So uh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, thanks so much for your time today. I Thank really you, enjoyed myself as always. You're a good friend. Okay. I'll talk to you. Have a great weekend. All you right. Bye-bye.